You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Silicon Valley After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Silicon Valley After Show. Hey everybody, it's AfterBuzz TV and we are the Silicon Valley After Show. Tonight we're going to be talking about episode 5, entitled Signaling Risks. What did you think about... Uh, well, first, I'm your host, J.B. Zimmerman. And with me today is Yell. Yell Teagle. Hey, everybody. Stepping in. Exactly. Jeff Masters and Sophie Schlacey are unfortunately away this week, but not to worry. We've got a lot of good stuff for you tonight. Yeah. What did you think about uh, tonight's episode? I um, really like tonight's episode. Um, Silicon Valley is one of my favorite new shows. I love it, especially because I'm from the Silicon Valley. I grew up there. I worked there um, before I moved down to L.A. So not only is it really exciting to watch it and be like, oh, I know what's happening. I get that. I see that. I know who these people are. Um, but it's also really funny. I was laughing really loud this episode. More so than I think previous episodes. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. There's a lot more comedy in this one. I can mm-hmm. definitely agree with you there. The mural. Yeah, just, <laughs> just the mural. Just visual aids, very <laughs> much so. And uh, I like how it started out funny with a very intense graphic mm-hmm. and then somehow pushed the envelope even further yeah. after that. Did not see that coming. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Ehrlich saw it coming either. You definitely got the uh, the rough end of that bargain for sure. I definitely censored two jokes in my head there about not seeing it coming and then him getting the rough end. <laughs> Ooh, exactly. <laughs> we we have to keep this a little PG. Yeah, a little bit. There clean. could be children watching. Earmuffs, everybody. <laughs> if they saw tonight's episode, then they could be watching this and we could be making those dirty That's jokes. That's true. <laughs> I feel the same way. Yeah. So, um, first topic of the show, the logo, as we just sort of touched on, Mm -hmm. how do you think that played out? I think the whole scene with, first off, um, Erlock being so, uh, uh, really just worried about, um, being racist. That was amazing. Um, and then Chewie, his, he's got three assault convictions and his, his work hangs in galleries. Um, (laughs) But really, I just loved the whole idea of going to the streets and trying to get a, an original, um, you know, logo for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked that whole thing. I mean, it, it started out just as the joke uh, with Dinesh being mm-hmm. mistaken for being Latino. Yeah. And then it really just took a life on its own. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love how they use Ehrlich's character kind of to spearhead that comedy of, of always being in the wrong with, with race. And I mm-hmm. think that's a largely a commentary on our society now, especially in such a liberal place mm-hmm. as Silicon Valley is. Yeah. Everybody's hypersensitive of all that. I mean, everybody, it's all African-American, this, and, and yeah. everything like that. It's so funny to kind of poke a jokes at that. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Um, I also... I'm wondering where that was supposed to be that Chewie lives. Right. Like, what what town is that supposed to be? I'm guessing it's in the EPA. I know that. You think it's East Palo Alto? Uh, yeah. 
Exactly. Sorry, East Palo Alto. For, for the, those who aren't are from not the, yeah, I was like, people don't know what that is. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. Well, luckily we have a special guest here tonight, which is also from the Bay Area. Yeah. We have a little NorCal pride right mm-hmm. now. Um, I'm not from Silicon Valley, but pretty close. Yeah. Uh, everything in the Bay Area is, it's like everything in LA where it's all sort of one yeah. big city. Um, I actually grew up in Palo Alto and am familiar with East Palo Alto. Very local. I think it was supposed to be portrayed as the way East Palo Alto was, but anybody who's been in East Palo Alto in the last, I don't know, 15 years, it looks nothing like that anymore. It's, it's, um, that is where everything is now. Definitely. Um, the Silicon Valley has expanded into that. So I'm just trying to understand where it is that they went to pick up Chewy. I feel like they had to drive (laughs) to like, really south san jose that's right. my theory on it i mean the bay area is a pretty big place there's mm-hmm. a lot going on there's a lot of tech companies there's a lot of suburbs and and everything like that so in terms of comparing it to something like la there could be you know tens of places that mm-hmm. you know they could theoretically be yeah um it's interesting how much i mean silicon valley is obviously centered in the south part of the bay area mm-hmm. but so much of the tech industry is booming at such a rate. It's kind of going everywhere. I mean, yeah. even San Francisco has Yelp is headquarters there, Twitter. Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of going everywhere. I mean, there's just no space yeah. for all these companies that yeah. are kind of flocking to that area. I actually, the company I used to work for was in the Twitter building. Ooh, then interesting. Twitter bought out the rest of the building, kicked nice, us all out. Yeah. Nice. So what, I mean, you don't have to divulge any names. Mm-hmm. We don't want to incriminate you on the air. Yeah. But um, <laughs> can you talk about maybe what area of expertise you worked in in the industry? Um, I worked, uh, I was a project manager at an entertainment company um, uh-huh. in San Francisco. Um Try and think how much I can tell you. Um, yeah. We don't want them to figure out. Yeah, I don't want anyone to figure out where it was. Um, but we, uh, it was definitely very similar. Um, it started out as a very similar vibe to what mm-hmm. Pied Piper is. So the working in a house together being right. that being the first office, very real. Eventually it expanded, got a real office, um, and had to deal with exact issues like the show is uh, giving us with the um, corporate culture and trying to move along like that. Definitely, definitely. I mm-hmm. think Zach Woods, who plays Jared, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Donald, Donald. Is his actual name. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he was a great character to kind of carry on that storyline mm-hmm. of, you know, this <clears throat> is sort of an interesting dynamic for an office. And he's trying to make it a little bit more corporate, which is not something they're used to. I mean, right. they're... They've all been living together. Everything's been very uh, lax in terms of regulations and rules. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of being the mom in the situation and kind of has to snap people back into shape. Yeah. I think it's it's really um, – it's realistic, I think. I just – I can't think of anyone I knew that was the, the person who was like, guys, we need to set up these rules. <laughs> yeah. um, but it definitely – I mean it started in our CEO's living room and it moved and then – I moved to like the you know when they bought a house that was big enough to accommodate mm-hmm. them to work in, and then they eventually moved to an office. But I think uh, Jared is the he's my favorite character. <laughs> I love him, um, and I love that he came from he like came from a startup which went into corporate, and so now he's trying to help them do the same thing. Right, definitely. I th- I love uh, Zach Woods mm-hmm. uh, again. He plays Jared. He has such a 
he nails the role completely. Yeah. I mean, it's such a nuanced character, and I think he does a really good job with it. It's interesting to see because he played a character on The Office. I believe his name is Glenn. Mm-hmm. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, people. Um, but where it's a similar kind of awkward, creepy type of character, he can use that and play it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting to see someone who's able to say take something very similar and kind of spin it in a new way where it is a unique character like jared slash donald it's really funny (laughs) because i feel like he's he's supposed to be you know really awkward but he he's not creepy at all right which is i feel like it's odd because you expect him to be creepy exactly and i'm like why isn't he creepy where is his creep maybe it's because we have yet to see him really interact with females Well, I, it's sort of like anyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, none of them, aside from um, widow interactions with Monica. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and then there was the stripper earlier Exactly. On. Oh, yes. Mochaccino. Mochaccino. How could we forget? Yeah. Big head on uh, her. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we should have her back. I, um, Jeff, on a previous after show, said that she was um, slated as being on more than one episode. Mm. So hopefully there's a... More Mochino to come. I feel like hope. she's gonna probably help Big Head not to get into predictions, but I feel like she's gonna get help Big Head discover what he's good at. Ooh, yes. Hopefully. Yeah. More innuendos to come with that, <laughs> yes. those names. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I think he, he does a really good job. All the characters are very well cast. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that they each kind of play a role that's that's different, but it still supplies something in the group. We were joking about how um, in the first episode, um, Gavin Belson looks at a, bu- a group of programmers kind of walking into the office, mm-hmm. and he pokes fun at how they have one of each type. There's mm-hmm. a uh, guy with a lot of facial hair, like a skinny white guy, yeah. an East Indian guy, um, an Asian guy, and and I think they kind of do that. I mean, not racially as much. I mean, mm-hmm. this episode was a lot more about uh, race. race than previous ones, mm-hmm. but... Um, they each fulfill something unique in the house, um, especially now that Big Big Head is gone. Um, I was visiting uh, my old bosses, and they were saying that that is the that note that uh, Belson said was something that they also have noticed. Really, and that apparently within the founders of the company I used to work at, they all were like, "Oh, <laughs> like we we fulfill that, <laughs> right?" Just oh, there's that guy. Yeah, there's that guy. I, so I, I just want to say, I don't think people notice, but they do it. Right, <laughs> <laughs> they do trade until they have the right numbers. Definitely. <laughs> uh, well, they do a lot of research to make sure that the show, mm-hmm. um, you know, is very accurate in terms of representing the actual area, which that could be it. Maybe they've, with their advisors, have, have talked <laughs> have about noted that. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to Gavin Belson for a second. Mm-hmm. That was funny, that whole um, bit about, what was it called? The Telehuman. Mm, the Telehuman. Yeah, very Star Wars-y. I mean, it is National Star Wars Day. May That's the 4th true. be with you. Yeah, people. everybody. Um, but yeah, that was kind of cool. The the hologram thing. It was mm. funny to see it not work. Yeah. Um, also, it was funny that <laughs> Big Head asked him. He was like, "Oh yeah, can you see me? Is it the, the same?" And he was like, "Oh, what? Why would I see you?" Right. That's dumb. I I loved it. I love that he mentioned that he paid twenty million dollars for that <laughs> yeah. technology and it doesn't work. And then I love that when they tell a human didn't work, they switched to the Huli Chat, which 
for anyone who's ever used it, it looks very similar right. to Google Hangout. And I hate to say it, but the like connection quality is very similar as well. Definitely. Where you you know, everything's freezing and it's um it's I love the commentary that they're making using the new technology, showing us Googling out and then even going back to using the phone and the service not working. Right. It's a huge commentary on our uh technology, our reliance on it and how it, it isn't where it should be and yet we're still so like we gotta use this new technology and we gotta show how it works. And it's not all good. Right, right. And exactly. I think a lot of things um, get so much hype early mm-hmm. on that they are released a little prematurely. And it's sort of a great commentary on that where um, not ne- not only are we so reliant on something that works and until it doesn't, mm-hmm. which is often, especially um, with certain um, telephone companies, I would say, more yeah. than others. But again, not to divulge and <laughs> get sued. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting to see how we're so reliant on something and then when it doesn't work, it's like, what do we do? Like, I know a lot of people who they'll use some sort of service. Uh, like, for example, there's a video chatting service that people will use and they will defend it to their last breath. And it is the quality isn't good. Right. It's not getting, you know, any better. And they continue to use it, but they will they will defend it. And they will say, this is the, you know, you got to use this product, even though it's not working. And that's what this was. It was a great, like, hey, world, you're doing this. You're acting dumb. Well, um, a perfect example, Mm -hmm. the uh, FaceTime or video chat Mm -hmm. on your phone um, works really well. Again, when it works, Mm -hmm. it's probably the coolest thing that is around right now, mainstream, that you can sort of use um, to some reliability. Uh, The other day I was on a train and uh, in L.A., I was going to ask strange. you, what train? Uh, the Metro, train? actually. It exists in ah. L.A. Um, <laughs> that myth is is definitely busted. It's a mythical creature, exactly. this train. Yeah, I know. It's <clears throat> a legend. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was on it, and I saw someone who was using it, and they were communicating with signing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that is something that's so cool that technology does allow us to do. Again, it's definitely not at the place where we can all use that and have that kind of take over texting or, or uh, voice calling mm-hmm. as we may end up calling it. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting to see, you know, that it, it has the potential. And that's why I think as a society, we push things <clears throat> out before they're ready. Oh, yeah. Um, but definitely there's that thing of, of, you know, when should you release it? And this episode is sort of a commentary like that kind of globally with – the um, TechCrunch Disrupt mm-hmm. conference that they're attending, um, eight weeks, clearly not enough time to make sure the product works and reliably and kind of get all the bugs and issues out. Mm-hmm. But it, again, they're forced to do it just because of time. Well, it's, what's really um, funny is that – so the, the pilot episode was called um, – at uh, least – no, it was the – most viable product. Yes, most viable product. Exactly. Um, Thank you for remembering. Sorry, I completely. Well, as well, the reason I'm bringing up the pilot episode uh, is because that is what is released in mm-hmm. in Silicon Valley. You release the bare minimum of what you need to launch, then you go out and fix bugs. If you right. notice when you download an app, you download an app. If there's a new version, within a few days there'll be an update because mm-hmm. they fix those bugs. So. That's what they're doing is they are told you have eight weeks to release something. Right. Because you're competing with this big company. You're competing with um, Huli's Nucleus. And so you've got to release something 
to come, you know, to be the first one. Exactly. It doesn't have to be the best. It has to work though. Definitely. It has to be the, the, uh, least viable, most viable product. Yeah. But yeah. And again, because there is that competition, once Mm -hmm. something is, works to some extent, Mm -hmm. the media and everything gets such a grasp of it. It's, you have such as competition from copycats. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a perfect example of Nucleus kind of swooping in and seeing if they can do it faster. I mean, we see this everywhere. Hollywood obviously, um, sends out movies that are like two are often very similar Mm -hmm. because, you know, they want to see like who, if this idea takes off, then we're the next one or we can do it better. So there's a real great commentary on that and kind of, that could be a huge part of why things are rushed out maybe Mm -hmm. before they're ready. Yeah. Um, I think what was a really, uh, exciting reveal information reveal, I guess, uh, this episode was the Peter Gavin, you know, pissing contest. That oh, was exactly. Announced exactly. and revealed to the audience because we saw last episode the right. photo. Exactly. The the little tease with the photo mm-hmm. of, of them being in the same working group. It yeah. looks like obviously them parting, parting ways. ways. Yeah. And clearly not on the best of terms as of right now. Yeah. It was really uh exciting as a fan to get that information. I did right. not expect to get it in the next episode. Um so that was really awesome. And I like the that we got more information about why it is that um you know that they that Peter uh decided to invest in Pied Piper. Right. Definitely. I mean, it, it was co- sort of cloudy because Monica mm-hmm. is is an interesting character, and in how much uh, she is involved in the decision making isn't really clear. Mm-hmm. But um, it was sort of disheartening to hear that. Um, Peter Gregory may not have any interest in the company other than um, his feud with Gavin Belson. Right. I feel like she was saying that that originally he was he didn't, but now that you know, right, Belson wants it. Exactly. Now he's yeah. interested. Um, to their credit, or to Monica's at least, she mm-hmm. does believe in the company. She said that you know this was the only one that she invested in mm-hmm. personally with her own salary. So I think that speaks a lot. Um, and she kind of got – I mean, she sort of screwed them over by mm-hmm. playing those cards just because she wanted what was best for her company. Right. Um, but again, I think she brought it back and really apologized and, and wants to help them more hands-on. Yeah. I'm excited to see that happen. Definitely. Definitely. We can talk about that more in mm-hmm. predictions. Um, but in terms of the realism of the show, yeah. they, they – um, they being Zach Woods. Mm-hmm. Jared. He, yeah, Jared again. Donald. <laughs> Donald. <laughs> um, <laughs> he started talking about a system, Scrum. Yes, Scrum. And I, as someone not in the industry, do not know what that is. I mean, I saw a chart on the board, yeah. but that was – it could have been Chinese writing <laughs> to me. Um, that was so exciting. I was – you were there. I was giggling. I was so excited to see it. Um, Scrum is a software development framework for managing projects. Right. So basically exactly what you saw, that's exactly what it is. You um, – someone is the Scrum master, and they write out the stories. They say, this is what needs to get done. So, for example – um, if you need to, um, I'm trying to think of an example, how I can approach it to the real world. Uh, I can't think of an example specifically, <laughs> but here's, I'll try to explain it as simple as possible. He says, this is how, you know, you need to get this done. You need to make this product. Let's split it up into little pieces. Mm-hmm. Here are the different pieces that need to be made. Those are stories. They go in the ice box. 
someone says, I'm going to work on this. So they claim that story on a post-it or a, um, I've seen it on index cards. Right, cards, of course. You move it over to the in-progress. That means you're working on it, and then eventually you move it over to testing. It gets tested, and then it's completed. It's just a really great workflow system. Um, as you saw on the left side of the uh, board, there were different um, subjects. I forget right. what those are actually okay. called in Scrum, but they're different um, chunks or, st- or parts right. of the Some project. categorization yes. of some, some kind. Okay, And that is Scrum. It is wonderful it's Great. a wonderful way to manage your projects and um it's very much used very much used in the silicon valley definitely that's great i mean again the the research pays off and it's mm-hmm. something that um even you knew about that had worked um even remotely in mm-hmm. the industry it was and it's a good thing yeah it was very that's cool. great i mean it seemed to work for them the characters obviously mm-hmm. gilfoyle and dinesh haven't had the best of friendship. Um, They're very competitive. Def- definitely competitive. <laughs> I wouldn't call them supportive of one another's success. <laughs> Not at all. Um, sort of a mini Gavin Melson, Peter <clears throat> Gregory type a dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, but still stuck on the same team for the time being. Uh, and it was interesting to see that the scrum uh, technique worked, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, originally they were like, yeah, this isn't going to work. And then... They got to doing it, and then it completely took off exactly as it should. Yeah. I love when Dinesh was like, oh, I see what you're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, trying to make us compete. While you're typing faster. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. We're going to compete. It's going to happen. Yeah. Just, this is going down. Yeah. You – yeah. Um, I wonder if <clears throat> that system will play a larger role in the, in the rest of the season. I mean, it seemed to to work um, not just on a efficiency um, scale by mm-hmm. making it a competition and them to motivate to work a little faster. But the organization, I think, that was lacking originally. I mean, you talked about everything being in a small startup at uh, someone's house, mm-hmm. like a very relaxed environment. Obviously, we, <clears throat> we treat homes differently than a corporate office yeah. with set cubicles and everything. Not cubicles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The scorn for cubicles. <clears throat> um that was interesting to see sort of a move in the right direction towards product productivity and making it a little bit more of a legitimate business. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, th- I hope that that takes off in a, in a good way because that's sort of the only way that they're going to make this deadline. I feel like um, the, the scrum and the board is not going to, it's not going to be brought up again unless mm-hmm. somebody goes and disrupts it. And that is, you know, the episode plot or whatever. But I think that it's, it's just a way to show, like, oh, we're on track. We're doing this. It's, right. The, the show is not going to be about us failing at this. It's going to be about all the challenges we face as we do it. Definitely. And I love that. I think that's a great way to do a show as opposed to, like, mur, 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 we're going to do this and it's going to fail. Ha ha. <laughs> exactly. Because you know, that's a boring. Who cares about that? Well, yeah. I mean, they really <laughs> need to pull it together. I mean, yeah. they have a huge competition, a huge thing in mm-hmm. eight weeks to deliver at this this conference if they don't perform then they could be completely outshadowed and forgotten and then they'll lose their funding and then they'll be one of the thousands of probably failed um mm-hmm. people like in the last episode the guy that works at bevmo yeah i was just thinking about um, they could have a lot more uh, employee signups yeah soon um something in the real world that i think that's sort of similar Sorry to geek out right real quick. I'm uh, so with excited. Video games. Yeah. Um, Facebook <clears throat> ori- uh, just acquired a company called Oculus Rift. They mm-hmm. make a it's a visual reality headset that you wear, and 
Sony, um, after, after that was announced, uh, Facebook bought it for like a billion dollars or something to that effect. Sure. Lots of money. Yeah. Just to, uh, to sum it up. Um, and Sony released sort of the same product called its Project Morpheus right now. Obviously that, that name may change. Mm-hmm. But again, it's sort of a real world thing of how that is exactly happening. And it happens so often. Basically the same product and they're just in an arms race, so to speak, mm-hmm. on who can release it first and better. I mean, it's sort of a trade off. Yeah. Do you sacrifice, you know, on your timeline to release it first and then get that first um, initial market, the early adopters? If you get enough, then you, you can win. I mean, mm-hmm. they reference VHS and beta. That's another example of one product being released first and the other one being better. Do you wait? Um, can people wait for the the better product, or do they want something right now? I feel like as a consumer, we're we're becoming more aware and looking around and going, oh, the better product is not necessarily being released first. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. There's um, with <clears throat> smartphones in, mm-hmm. in general. You know, um, Apple loses a lot to to say Samsung that releases more. Um, and, and anything that works on the Android system, there's so many more options that mm-hmm. work with that. You know, a lot of people don't want to wait a full year or two years to get a new product, especially if you break it or lose it, which yeah. I am guilty of muscle <laughs> of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so it's interesting to see that kind of dynamic again. I mean, it's, a, there's a lot of mirrored, um, ideas and, and things that, um, can go into the show. I mean, it's a comedy, but I think it has a lot of, of real topics that, you know, we are actually dealing with today. So I think it makes it a very current show. Definitely. I think that's what makes this show so interesting. Right. Especially to our generation that is growing up with these products. Exactly. That is using Facebook and Twitter and and apps that we, you know, don't even know what they are. We love them and that's why the show is so important and so great and it is so smart. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so, I have so many apps on my phone. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what to do with them yeah. or what half of them do. <laughs> um, but, but when they're cool and they do help, I mean, it's, it's such a lifesaver. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I think we do rely on it a little bit too much, mm-hmm. but hopefully we can find a balance of, of sort of that as, uh, things move on. I mean, yeah. The next generation of phones might not even be a phone. It could be a watch or something, mm-hmm. something even cooler. Hopefully, yeah. the tech tele- people, the work telehuman, on it, work on it. Yeah, the telehuman, exactly. Yeah, if we can just or teleport. That would be the best. <laughs> yeah, they're working on it. Yeah, I think it's coming soon. <laughs> um, with that, I think we should talk about uh, a little news. Yeah. After Buzz <laughs> TV news. I got nothing. It's yours. <laughs> I will take it. Um, they, they, on the web, the World Wide Web, um, they released on Business Insider sort of the inside jokes, which helps a person like me who's never worked in the actual industry understand a little bit more deeper into the inside things that make it a little bit more funny. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great show. I laugh constantly. But, um, you know, there's a lot of inside things that people <laughs> in the industry really get, and it's a... It's, Sort of an extra commentary on that. Yeah. So mostly for the characters. First, Peter Gregory is uh, his main inspiration is a man named Peter Thiel. Mm-hmm. He was the co-founder of PayPal. Yeah. And he also has a GPS program called uh, Palantir, and that was referenced in one of the first episodes as uh, when he was talking to Richard. 
he mentioned, uh, like, oh, yeah, how did you find me? And he said that he had this GPS program that would allow him to locate anybody. And that's uh, almost in- entirely accurate. I mean, he does have a program that is a GPS-based. They use it with the CIA. So, I mean, we obviously don't know what's involved with that. Right. But I can only assume it is tracking people. And, and since we can use the GPS on our phones... I can't imagine it's that much more difficult to track specific people that you're targeting. Sort of an invasion of privacy, perhaps, but uh, again, with all the the terrorism laws and stuff that Mm -hmm. uh, those lines, uh, I think, are pretty gray now. Yeah. Uh, Moving on to Gavin Belson. He is modeled after Mark Benioff, who's the CEO of Mm -hmm. Salesforce.com. Again, both of those guys are real-life billionaires. Um, and he has a knack for the spiritual, the yoga. Um, that's what we see. Um, Gavin Belson always meeting with that guru yeah, guy. Spiritual <laughs> yeah, spiritual advisor. like spiritual Sherpa. <laughs> um, and he does a lot of philanthropy. Uh, a, lot, a lot of philanthropy. <laughs> a lot of humanitarian efforts. And even in the first episode, they kind of had that weird video on the bus of him in mm-hmm. Africa just like helping people. Yeah. Um, so it was a, a nice little jab at that. Um, and even Ehrlich is modeled after someone, uh, mostly Sean Parker, because he had sort of the um, incubating idea. Um, I mean, he started Napster, and he had a very big part in Facebook. He was the president. Um, he of was that uh, he was played by Justin Timberlake exactly. in the Social Network. Movie. JT <laughs> definitely. So he hopefully a, a lot more people are. Um, know about Sean Parker. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Napster, by the way, I think it's funny, we haven't mentioned this yet, but in the opening credits, there's sort of like a a SimCity type buildup of Silicon Valley, Mm -hmm. and the one for Napster is a hot air balloon, Mm -hmm. and it it rises to the top, and then it pops, (laughs) and it falls on the ground, and and something else is built over it. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a cool little commentary of how it was such a great idea, and it completely blew up, and then... No one uses it anymore. It, it definitely the that opening sequence is such a commentary on the Silicon Valley. Right. It's so beautiful. It's like really well made, and it's so metaphorically accurate. Definitely, I definitely. love it, and I love how they use obviously a computer program to make mm-hmm. that. And I thought that was it's on all levels working really well with the show. Yeah, um, and even back to episode um, four, which mm-hmm. we just watched last time. Uh, the lawyer. Um, they talk a lot about rock stars and stuff. He was obviously more of a metaphor in that sense mm-hmm. with the, with the guitar. But in terms of Silicon Valley, the rock stars are these people who are the billionaires. They're mm-hmm. in such a different way, a rock star. And where real rock stars say Kid Rock, who was in the first episode, you know, isn't the same. He was playing his heart out and to no one. Yeah, there no was one crickets cared. in the audience. That's kind of a cool thing where it's it's a new rock star. It's a Silicon Valley rock star, mm-hmm. which is completely different. Um, I bet all these kids growing up were probably you know in the in the nerdier clubs and the furthest thing from a rock star. And now, obviously, they are kicking ass and taking names. Mm-hmm. Um, so, more about the lawyer, the uh, guitar he started to play with when he was ignoring Richard. Mm-hmm. Uh, signed by two Google founders that mm-hmm. he mentioned, Larry Page and Sergey Brin. And so that's kind of cool that they, you know, do incorporate real people's names. It's sort of like an entourage 
thing. Um, in that show, they had a lot of cameos. Right. So it's cool to see that they do that um, a little name dropping from time to time. Yeah, it's a really interesting idea that they're like Huli is supposed to be, uh, you know, very similar to Google. Right. But that doesn't mean that Google doesn't exist in their universe. Exactly. I mean, they even brought up today talking about the different um, logos, you know, the lowercase letters and right. Google and Facebook and Twitter. So I love that they they have their own universe, but they keep the realism of what's actually going on right. as well. Right. Yeah. The lowercase letters, such a such a funny thing to reference. Um, I I wonder why that's such a trend with those companies. I don't know. I think it's it's very similar to the trend with like Tumblr and whatever, where they right. drop the e. Yeah, there's a lot of you know acronyms that mm-hmm. when they were brainstorming for a new uh, name, mm-hmm. you know, they kept playing with smaller and re- uh, removing the vowels, the vowels from that. Yep. Um, so it's funny to see that there's sort of a um, a play on that where it's not quite the word mm-hmm. correctly and like full grammatic yeah uh perfection um and so i think that's more of a commentary maybe perhaps of of the type of people working on it i mean they're so against the corporate structure i mean mark zuckerberg for instance is wearing hoodies mm-hmm. all day uh they just released uh, madame tussauds wax version of him right and he's wearing a, a hoodie classic mm-hmm. uh just a t-shirt jeans and no shoes and he's sort of in like a um cross-legged indian pose um just just sort of hanging out and sort of that casualness um is really interesting specifically because the peter Ker- gregory character um is based on peter thiel he really does advocate you know people leaving school and starting businesses mm-hmm. um so that's something that peter gregory ha- obviously had that speech in in the first episode of of people doing that and yep. kind of foregoing school i mean i personally don't believe that but again i'm not a billionaire so i just knew a lot of uh, software engineers that never finished school because right. they started doing you know coding and and programming and then they kept doing that and doing that and you can make a lot of money not that i'm saying you shouldn't go to school (laughs) it will be helpful but yeah i think there's probably fewer success stories than not but again you know if that does work for you then Mm -hmm. awesome i mean a lot of people i am sure aren't right for for school you know if you have a brilliant mind and brilliant idea it could behoove you to not pursue that and mm-hmm. wait for someone else to steal your idea. Yeah. So there is again back to our time conversation. You know that that urgency of getting something out out there before you're beaten to the punch. Yeah. Which is very cool. Mm-hmm. And with that, I think we take it to predictions. <sighs> and now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Ooh. Um, well, the main predictions that uh, we saw from the um, preview mm-hmm. on, what do you think is going to happen? So from the preview, we saw that there was a self-driving car. Yes. There was a yes. hot chick in the house with them. Indeed, which who we did not see. No. Do you think it could be Monica or do you think it's someone new? I think it's someone new. Um, I think we saw her for a second as she walked by and it didn't right. look like Monica. Yeah, I don't know if the face – I mean, it went by so fast. Yeah. I don't know if uh, we can rewatch it perhaps b- no. between now and, and next week. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if the face was fully revealed. Um, I don't think it was Monica regardless. Right. Um, and Richard's stress is making him old. Definitely, apparently, and then they he meet is a, in bad health. Yeah, shape. and then they meet a young uh, young engineer who 
is making fun of him for being 26. Yes. Again, more commentary on, on the industry being <clears throat> yeah. so young. They kind of uh, push the envelope where it's so young. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 26, um, I'm 26. I still feel like I'm pretty young. Uh, to to hear that he is part of the old mm-hmm. like senior citizens so to speak of the industry is kind yeah. of a funny um thing and I ho- I wonder how much <clears throat> that is accurate I mean what sort of is old I know in the music industry I actually mm-hmm. heard that once you pass thirty you are not uh, like you the chance of you making it in that industry is so slim mm-hmm. I mean they want people to be um, sub twenty. Yeah. Even. And that's so young. I mean, I get it because it's such a young type of industry. You know, a lot of young people connect very strongly with music. Well, I mean, Hollywood is the same way. Once right. you hit 20, you're, you know, exactly. too old not, to start yeah, working. Yeah, exactly. Should have been working not, since you were uh, 10. Not getting any younger here, people. Yeah. Um, my predictions. I think um, I think they're going to keep working. I think the uh, – I, I believe that by the end of the season – uh, which is not far away. That's going to be the um, tech uh, tech crunch disrupt. I think that's right. what's going to be the season finale. Um, well, yeah, we're in episode five right now, so we still mm-hmm. have three more, right. I believe. Um, so we probably get, we'll get a build up towards that. Yeah. Um, I wonder how many more people the the company will grow. I mean, it seems like they are on a extreme time schedule, mm-hmm. so they might be bringing on a lot more people. The little kid um, was referenced. <laughs> I wonder if we'll see more new characters. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, obviously, possibly a new girl. <clears throat> Maybe. Joining I, the team. I would love to see a girl uh, developer. They're very rare, but they do exist. Definitely, definitely. And yeah. there hasn't really been, besides Monica, mm-hmm. any female characters. I, yeah. Again, Mo Cuccino had, a, <laughs> had the one episode. But uh, until she comes back, there's really no one else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, again, one more prediction. Jared had a Q&A on HBO.com, and he said with his big storyline coming up, he said, Jared encounters a piece of technology that amazes him and enthralls him and then horrifies him. It takes him to a dark place. <laughs> I love man versus machine stuff. As someone who frequently feels flummoxed by technology, it's fun to play. It sounds like that's going to be the... Uh the car next exactly week. and um mm-hmm. again commentary mm-hmm. google has that i've seen it on the road I, I was up in the bay and it's um i believe it's a prius of but they have is. a crazy camera contraption mm-hmm. on on the top of it um i thought it was just one of the the vehicles that takes sort of the the google the google earth images yeah exactly which it could be mm-hmm. but it was driving itself i saw uh, it's a self driving car on it and there was just a passenger in the back it was like a ghost it was very strange that's terrifying pretty cool i mean it was on the freeway too so i clearly gave a few lane buffers (laughs) on both sides but very cool to see that that's something that's um that's happening and Mm -hmm. i um hope that they do a lot more testing on that before actually releasing it to the public me too definitely safety first people (laughs) especially with vehicles Mm -hmm. um awesome very yeah. good stuff. Um, looking forward to next week. Um, Before we go, we should tell the people where they can find you. Ooh, absolutely. 
Um, please find me. Find both of us. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JB underscore Zimmerman. Where can they find you? You can find me online at yell.tv. That's Y-A-E-L dot TV. And on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Google Plus at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Nice. Yeah. And I guess uh, you'll see them next time. Definitely. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.